Welcome to Kundalini Yoga and Meditation Confessions, the daily podcast where I share my experiences with the technology. My name is Ananda Savitri Carr, and I'm a Kundalini Yoga and Meditation teacher in Dallas, Texas. It's so funny to me that yesterday I'm thinking, oh, soap perk makes everything smooth and wonderful in my relationship that was already wonderful. And then, of course, you know how spiritual growth works. Ascension is not a straight line. It's, it's a straight line if you look over the long term, but in the short term, it's, it's, you know, it's progress, which means that there's some failures and some backward turns, and it just, it's not a straight line. It's, it's meandering its way up, but it's, it's not a straight line to get there. There's some pain and suffering on the way to that growth, right? So here's the deal. I've, for my, re- my romantic relationships, I had one that was bad, and then I had one that was worse, and then I had one that was a nightmare, followed by one that can only be categorized as a living, waking terror. <laughs> like, it was just <laughs> so horrific. And my current relationship, I believe it's a twin flame because of many signs and symptoms that show me that. But one of the things that continues to repeat itself, it's like a repeating theme, is that particulars from past bad relationships will show up in this one, but in a different form. For example, um, the same brand name will be associated with my new current romantic partner, but the usage of that brand name will be like moderate and acceptable and safe and okay, where in the past it was like danger, 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 So a good example for this is like liquor. Okay, let's use that as an example. Like where a past boyfriend loved Grey Goose vodka and abused it. And the current boyfriend might drink Grey Goose vodka, but be very moderate and responsible with its use, right? (laughs) So it's like that trigger will come up where like, I see him drinking this Grey Goose vodka that I associate with this horror, this absolute waking horror, but everything's okay. And that's not actually the liquor that he drinks. And that's not actually the issue I'm talking about. But one of those things came up just yesterday. And it was like, I could I could sense, not sense, I could hear the crazy thoughts in my head. This is horrible. He's just like the last guy, like on and on and on, all this negative self-talk. And I had to talk myself down from that ledge. And I was able to. And I know it's so perk that's doing this because we can't ascend if we don't face trials along the way. Like we can't become stronger if we don't you know, do the work that's involved in growing tougher muscles, right? That's how muscle growth happened. That's how spiritual growth happens. Like you, you have to face an adversary to be able to build up your strength and move from one level to the next. So it was on the one hand, super obnoxious that this very old issue reappeared in a new form. But then it was really beautiful to see how I was able to shut down the negative thoughts, return myself to a place of peace, and find my way to be comfortable in the discomfort. And then, of course, after like 
the trigger blew over and it didn't turn into anything, that's one thing with me. I, I used to be in such a reactive place that a trigger like that happening would just send me on a tirade. Like even, I think it was, I think it was about four years ago. I actually remember it very distinctly. I had had this period where I was sort of on retreat, really focused in on my spirituality and all of these good, lovely, high-minded, higher consciousness things. And then I was triggered by my male partner and it was like I went crazy on him. I was triggered and I was totally reactive. And bear in mind, at the time, I was doing a significant amount of kundalini yoga. But I just, I couldn't handle this trigger and I told him off and it was this whole thing. I think we even broke up for a short period and it was like, it took some convincing for me to like calm down and recognize that like he's a different person. There might be some similarities in the situation, but it's not the same situation. And it just, it eventually worked its way out. But the point was that took I think it took probably about a month for that trigger to like die down and blow over. Whereas yesterday, this trigger came up and it was gone within an hour. I was totally back to peace and understanding and recognizing that this is not the same situation. This is not the same person. This is a totally different deal that I'm working with. And this is someone who draws me closer to God. That's, the one thing, I, I don't remember when it was, maybe like 2017 or 2018, before I had even reconnected with this romantic partner, there was some meme that I found. And I think it was like based on like a tweet that someone tweeted or a text message or something. But the idea was, if you're tired of the romantic relationships you're finding, just chase God. Just chase God and then date whoever can keep up with you while you're chasing God. And I thought that was an interesting concept then. And I didn't really know how to apply it then because at the time I was still kind of on the atheist boat. I wasn't restored in any kind of faith. I wasn't really connected to even kundalini yoga at that time. But I knew that there was a kernel of truth in that. That if I were chasing God and obviously then believing in God, then whoever could keep up with me and be in that same vibration of chasing God, then that would be an okay person to be with, right? Because here's the thing. If you, if you have a fraught romantic past like I did, it, it's really dangerous. And it's sort of like it's better to be alone than to be with the wrong person. So the best way to differentiate between the right person and the wrong person is to have a really clear boundary line. But when I try to draw boundary lines around like, for a while, it was like, you can't eat meat, you have to do yoga, you have to do this, you can't do that. And it was, it was too black and white, whereas the reality of spirituality is there is no black and white like that. Someone can drink regularly and be really close to God, right? Uh, someone can eat meat every day and be really close to God. Like, you can't use those physical reality determinants as a barometer of someone's closeness to God. However... If my energy is of someone chasing God, then anyone in my reality will either be turned on by that and become a part of that movement chasing God, 
or they'll be pushed out of that reality and it just, it won't work and they won't be a part of my life and it, it'll just, it'll be really clear. And so I've sort of experimented with that concept ever since then. Like at first it was just, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't really even know that I believe in God, but I'm going to try this out. And over time, I've continued chasing God and making that my main focus, whether I'm chasing God through kundalini yoga or through the system of faith that I practice. Whatever I do, I try to really keep God at the forefront of it so that I can trust on that. I can trust on my relationship with God to then filter out the right people and the wrong people for my life. And it's worked really well because I got to say, I, I love people. That's one of the problems with me. I'm one of those people who loves too much. I can love the most horrible human ever. I can find the good in them. I can find the understanding for why they're horrible and forgive them for all of that and move past it. But the problem is, if I do all of that without safe boundaries and without a high vibration, I get sucked into their reality and then I become a part of the problem as well. And it's like I, I perpetuate the problem and it's just, it's a whole big mess. But since I've been chasing God first, the wrong people for me filter out of my experience and the right people come in. And I'm not going to lie, it's hard. It's really, really hard to be a good girl and chase God and keep my focus on God and not on the individual person or on the relationship or on the benefits of the relationships. But I do find if I keep God at the center, the rest of it sort of sorts itself out. I don't have to micromanage all of it. I just manage my relationship with God and everything else seems to work out. And that's really what I'm finding with the so perk. You know, I just, in that moment where I was so triggered, I just told myself, hey, I'm not the girl I used to be. This man is not like the other men I've been with. Every trigger that's come up like this, where there's like, a quote-unquote sign that he's just like the other guys, will come up and he'll pass the test with flying colors. He'll be responsible. He'll be a godly man. He'll be a holy man, if you will, the way that he handles it and the way he encourages me through the difficulty of it. All of it's good. And I just, I sort of focused on that and the fact that the closer I get to God, the closer I get to him, so this must be okay. And it's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be able to see so clearly how it's God that brought me through all of this. It's not my discipline. It's not my knowledge of kundalini. It's not even the fact that I've converted to a major world religion and I practice it regularly. I mean, that's a lot of work and I'm proud of the work that I've done, especially the amount of healing that it's created in me. I mean, to go from complete religious trauma syndrome to okay, it bothers me a little. It's more like religious anxiety, I guess, now. <laughs> I keep it at bay. But to have come from full-blown PTSD to just a little bit of anxiety, that's a huge, huge degree of progress. And to go from men who I felt like were so dangerous for me to where I couldn't be with men unless I was totally in control of that relationship to now being able to rest in my feminine to trust my masculine, to give me what I need and to not push me too far and to just trust that whatever trigger I'm going through is going to make me stronger and going to build up my faith in him, but ultimately my faith in God is such a beautiful thing. And it's like, nobody really teaches that. Like, yes, they do have twin flame teachers, but 
for the for the most part, what I've seen, it's all hogwash. It's a lot of narcissists trying to control people and get their money because there's there's always money to be made in relationships and health and money and twin flame. That's a relationship, so people are going to want to try to make money from you off of that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure this is a twin flame relationship. We have all the markers of it, just the way that we met the experiences around our connection, and then the fact that I chase God and he manages to keep keeping up. And I'll be honest, I don't, I don't chase it. I let it come to me. So it's pure law of attraction, but I'm not focusing on him and trying to think good thoughts of him. I'm just trying to focus on God. Like I'm trying to be so pure about this because I don't want to be stuck in another dead end relationship that leads me the wrong the wrong way, like the, the destructive way. I've, I've lived a very destructive life in the past and I don't want to do that again. So much so that I'm willing to be single and in pain over that being single and not having a family of my own if I have to be. If that's what I need to be to be close to God, I'll take it. But that's not what's happened. I've chased God and this relationship continues to work with me. So yeah, this is a bit of a long update. This is a super deep confession, but this is my reality. This is what I'm living. And I just think it's so fabulous that Kundalini Yoga and specifically So Perk right now is leading me through this because, man, is it hard out there. It is hard to be a human and it is hard to not have faith. It is hard to be an atheist. It is hard to not have a religion. And it's really hard to only be into Kundalini Yoga. I was only into Kundalini Yoga for a while and it's, it's not... It's a complete system of health and wellness, but it's not a complete system of faith because it it's not fully in Sikhism. And if you fully follow Yogi Bhajan, then you have to contend with the fact that he was a really manipulative dude <laughs> and his victims are to be believed, you know. So, yeah, I just I think it's really fabulous that I figured out. An organized system of faith combined with the Kundalini Yoga is like this magical combination that can get you the results you want while you're really just chasing God. And that's such a pure thing.